It's your boy Rabino. And this DJ Erm in the building. And you listen to the Up and Up podcast. Yeah. Wait, what are we doing? I don't know. Just listen. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What to do, what to do. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuning to the Up and Up podcast. I'm your host, Rabino. And I'm DJ Erm, man. Yes, sir. What's up? DJ Erm. What's going on? How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Feeling good. Feeling great. Yep. How are you? How's the team? Everybody good? Okay, whatever that means. Uh, <laughs> for those of you first-time listeners, this is the Up and Up podcast. Uh, this is the podcast where we're focused on cultivating the culture. We do that by providing amazing stories of individuals, groups, movements that are out here just carving a lane, right? Mm-hmm. Making a name for themselves, making a name for the culture, representing for the underrepresented, right? Yep. This is what we're doing, right? Of course. Um, this is episode 35. I told the homie we're going to dedicate this to uh, Kevin Durant, number 35, right? Yeah. Okay. It's cool. KD. Cool? Are, cool? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, I, I mess feel like with nobody, KD. Here, nobody here likes KD? What's up? No, nah, no, nah, he's cool, you know? I mean, he, can't, he played for Seattle. Yeah. Across the street, right, Key Arena. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? You're right, you're right. All right, anyway, episode 35, I just wanted to make that as a mark, man. You know, we're making moves, staying consistent. Now, mm-hmm. um, for the first time listeners, thank you for listening. And of course, we always got to shout out the supporters, the consistent listeners, the consistent viewers. We appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you for the support. Thank you for the encouragement, the love, the energy. Um, I love getting the feedback. We're getting some great responses from oh, last yeah. from last episode with uh, yeah. with Ephraim Fesaha from Boon Buna. So yeah. um, keep them coming, man. And if you want to continue supporting the podcast, you know what to do. Just make sure to rate, subscribe, review. And like it, too. And like it, too. Yeah. And if you don't like it, Erm's going to get mad at you. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> he told me. Uh, but, yeah, make sure to follow us on You can catch the episodes on YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Just type in the Up and Up podcast, and that's where you can find it. Also, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at underscore the up and up to stay tapped in. The month of March is major. We got some, we got some, we got some ish coming. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, you look surprised. What's up? No, no. I was like, should no, I let them know? Plan, we planned this. Should I let them know? Are you gonna let them know? No, no, no. So, not know. yet. Not yet. Soon coming though. Uh, end of the month. We got a, we got a pretty, pretty big milestone we're celebrating, right? Yeah. Yeah. That one year thing. But yeah, man, uh, please, please continue supporting. Make sure to follow us again at underscore the up and up to stay tapped in. Now, getting that out the way, obviously, for the new listeners, I'm going to let you know. We always bring a good, a great guest up here, right? Always. Um, the consistent listeners, they already know. They're tapped in. It's family, right? They know what it is. Um, and today's guest, I would say, is a man um, who's a prime example of uh, really what it means to remain hardworking and dedicated, but also understanding um, how to take what you've gained and paying it forward, right? Yep. Um, I would say he's a young brother who's keeping everything he's doing on the up and up, right? Obviously. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he wouldn't be with us tonight. You know what I mean? I think it's, I think it's safe to say. Nobody's <laughs> sitting in that seat. They ain't on the up and up, right? Um, you know, just to kind of give you some insight um, on the work the brother's doing, he is the founder of Lifestyle and Fitness Brand and Platform Fly Above, uh, which is having a huge impact within his community. Um, it's actually, I would call it as one of the most thriving and up and coming fitness brands and training programs in the city, mm-hmm. um, with him along with his team. He has a very, very dope team with them as well, um, that he's putting, he's putting people in position to do what they love, which is another great thing. And, you know, what's dope is he's w- along with his team members, they're, they're actually able to bring results to everyone from 
you know, the professional athletes all the way to someone who's just starting their fitness journey, right? Um, so he's tending to a lot of people out there and, and doing some great work through his through his brand, Fly Above. Um, and overall, you know, I would say he's a true leader for the young generation, right? Mm-hmm. Millennials, man. We need to step up. <laughs> and he's one of the brothers that's stepping up, for real. Um, I would say... I would say let's just get straight to it. Our guest is none other than the young king himself, Najee Lad Ali. Can we get a round of applause for my brother? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you doing, my man? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm good, man. That's I'm good. Feeling, feeling yeah. energized. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Okay, okay. How's your day going? It's going good. It's a long day. Uh, every day is a long day. Try to take one day at a time. Yes, sir. Stay positive. Yes, mentally, sir. You know. Yes, sir, man. Yeah. Um, now, I don't know if you're familiar with the show. We usually started off with the quote of the day. Right, something to get the vibe right, you know what I mean? And, uh, well, take it away, buddy. Got you, I got you. This one's (laughs) kind of long. But today's quote is, sports build good habits, confidence, and discipline. They make players into community leaders and teach them how to strive for a goal, handle mistakes, and cherish growth opportunities. Mm. Who said that? Uh, Julie Foudy. That's pretty pretty long. Yeah, yeah. Run that back, yeah, please. Yeah. Yeah, from, <laughs> Run that back, Turbo. I, I kind of drifted <laughs> off just a little bit. All right, so um, the quote is, sports build good habits, confidence, and discipline. They mm. make the players into community leaders and teach them how to strive for a goal, handle mistakes, and cherish growth opportunities. Mm. I like that. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I, she she must have been an athlete. Yeah, yeah, she was. She won, okay. the, wor- she won the World Cup with the women's soccer team. Okay, Team USA? Yeah, 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 Team USA. Dope, dope. Shout out to her. Um, so now we bring in these quotes, obviously, because, I mean, they're great quotes, and you know, you do a good job finding them, yeah, right? Yeah. I don't pick the quotes, just for the record. This is all earned. Try to, I try <laughs> to tie them in, man. Yes, sir. Today, yes, today, sir. But they, but they always tie into the guest story, you know what I mean? And what she said about how sports really um, does more for someone than just make them good at the sport, right? It allows them to transcend that field or, you know, the court or wherever they're actually doing their thing at. Now, for those who obviously don't know the Najee Lad Ali story, don't know Fly Above, um, we're going to get into kind of your upbringing and all that. But we always like to give you a chance to kind of explain, you know, for those who don't know, what's kind of the mission and the aim when it comes to Fly Above? Like, what, what is that thing you're trying to accomplish with, with the brand, if you can? The main thing we're trying to accomplish is empowerment, mm. okay? Yeah. Uh, and uh, letting people know um, – through what we all do as a team uh, that, you know, you could do anything that you want, but the power comes from within. And so that's the main message, you know, that I had set on my mind, you know, when I thought about it and, and a lot of the message comes and is inspired by my grandfather, Mm -hmm. uh, Gary Ladd. So who uh, inspired me, Mm. who was a a big time basketball star. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. got him on the, got him on the chest. This is him right here. Yes, sir. Uh, in, in high school at Jefferson High School, and we got the fly above on the sweats. Yeah, and uh, we got the fly above. Yeah, the merch. So we'll be dropping these soon. Yes, just sir. Experimenting. Yes, sir. And stuff yeah, like yeah. that. That's good. And uh, and so that's the that's the main message. You know, self empowerment, pretty much. Yeah. Mm. You don't have to you don't have to reach outside of yourself. You know, to be blessed. Hell yeah. You know, you're already blessed, and so um, and and that and that goes for every everybody literally not just you know christians or not just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i believe in everybody's beliefs yeah. you know muslims hinduism mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i am um, very open minded too and so and that's why uh what we represent I, I feel what we represent can touch more than just one group of people yeah. and that's what i wanted to do yeah no, I, I love that message too you know yeah. i think a lot of times brands can sometimes um have a limited message right in terms of yeah. like 
who the message can reach and who it can impact. And I think with this message, in terms of, you know, drawing from within, I think it could resonate with anybody, right? Yeah. Outside of just, um, you know, fitness, right? So uh, that's actually dope. I'm glad you shared that. Now, obviously, what we do on this show is um, we kind of break down, we, we pull the curtains down, right? And it's about providing context to your success, right? And everything you've been able to do. Again, you know, we all are on the gram. And a lot of times, that's all we see, right? People don't know what goes on behind the scenes. People don't know what people have come from, what they've overcame. So uh, let's talk about your upbringing, man. You grew up, obviously, you're, you grew up in Seattle, right? Yeah, I grew up in South Seattle off Bangor, you know, Skyway. South okay. Seattle, same thing, Bangor okay. Street. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, two-parent household. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up with a two-parent household mm-hmm. coming up, and I was fortunate to see that for a good, you know, a good part of my years yeah. coming up. Yeah. And my dad works for Boeing and uh, he's a QA for Boeing and he's worked there since he was 18. Mm. My mom is an educator. She was a teacher. Uh, she was a vice principal mm. and uh, she worked with all of homeless families in Seattle schools. Mm. And mm. so I think a lot of my mindset uh, also comes from them okay. as well. And my dad is, is one of those type of guys who just works hard mm. At everything he does, he's always on time. He's he's very serious, which mm-hmm. I get that a lot too. I'm too serious sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's more of a like, oh, be positive, yeah, and yeah. smile. It's the perfect balance, though, right? Yeah, yeah. It is. yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, um, just be op- be uh, you know, have optimism. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. be optimistic about what you're doing. Yeah. So my mom's like that, you mm. know, and and so I try to combine those two together. Yeah. My my dad's also inspiration. And my mom's also inspiration too. Is fly books my. The term fly above came from my grandfather, but also mm-hmm. the poster mm-hmm. of Jordan. Yeah. Because I yeah. had it above my wall. And then my dad works with planes. Okay. And so uh, oh, gotcha. I would fly, you know. Gotcha. And then the empowerment, inspiration piece comes from my mom. Mm. Yeah. And my grandfather, my mom yeah. too. Yeah. I feel she she does that with what yeah. she does. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, but, yeah, I grew up in the South End and – uh, went to Dunlap Elementary, mm-hmm. went to Dimmit Middle School. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to Dimmit Middle School. Shout out to Dimmit Skyway. <laughs> and uh, also went to Rainier Beach uh, for a year and then went to Renton for a couple years and back to Beach because yeah. I just felt like, you know, that's where my heart is. Yeah. I mean, that's where I'm from. I grew up playing Little League football yeah. and all yeah. that stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. and basketball. And and so, um, yeah, that's just kind of my, up- my upbringing. And I was just raised to just be humble, work for everything that I have, I have nothing given to me or nothing yeah. like that. I mean, I was raised well. Like, it's not like I, you know, was, you know, dead, dead poor or anything yeah, like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But I had, I had some, you know, some times of struggle. Yeah. Uh, but my family has always supported me. My mom has always supported me. My dad, you know, has always yeah. been there. And my sisters too, Samari yeah. and Asia. So uh, they're inspiration. And, you know, a lot of people around me and my family that I'm close to are inspiration. Yeah. You know, it sounds sound like you, you gotta, you have a strong community, right? Yeah. And I think, yeah. Um, you know, usually when we ask guests that question in terms of their upbringing, where they grew up, it's, uh, it's not so much just how you grew up, it's what you grew up around too, you know? And so, um, I know you, I mean, I'm sure you guys kind of grew up in the same area as well, right? Yeah. Um, like, but how would you, yeah, yeah, right? (laughs) Played against each other. Yeah, yeah. 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 So like, what is that, what is it about growing up in Seattle, I guess? What, what, how would you guys describe it? You know what I mean? If you can. Um, I think... Cause every, I feel like it's just a, it's a thing, you know, where whether maybe it's sports. I think, you know, obviously Seattle has, I would say, when it comes to basketball, at least, you know, they produce. Yeah, I think, I think talent. if you if you play if you play sports, of course, if you're connected. Yeah. In sports somehow. Yeah. 
you're going to be connected with exactly a larger the larger part of <laughs> yeah. Seattle. Period. 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 I mean, real. you could you could play basketball in Seattle and literally go far out somewhere, and they'd be like, "Hey, didn't I see you play for that yeah. one AU team?" It's a small like, world. Yeah, yeah. It's a very small world. So like, you're connected to sports. I think, and that's why I think sports are so powerful. Um, it brings so many people together, even when you don't even realize it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, and I take that very serious too. And that's why you gotta carry yourself a certain way. Yeah. You know, all the time carry yourself in a good light. You know what I mean? That's real. Uh, but I think sports has definitely, definitely brings the city together. From you know, Jamal started that. You know? Yeah. You know, he put Seattle on the map. You know, yeah. I wanted to go to the he NBA did, yeah. and stuff like that. It didn't yeah. work out or whatever. But he's still inspiring people. Jamal, Nate, you know, everybody that that that's came real. Out of the city. You, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and part of that is like when you see enough players make it out of your city, right? It makes it like kind of the norm. Like it's yeah. not out of the realm of exactly. possibility. It's just a little more closer. It's like you could really yeah. attain that and yeah. get, get there you know what i mean so yeah. yeah they really did that like they they really made me like especially me i was just like damn bro i you know probably could go to the league or yeah. something like that so it's like just just because like you see them do it and they're so close to yeah. home you know what i mean yeah so, Cause some, some cities it's yeah. like there's that there's just that one guy and it'll yeah. always be that one guy who made it out yeah. and at that point you're like damn i, I can't be him you know yeah. so um but now so you play sports right um, but at what point, I mean, like, again, I think everybody has tried their hand at sports. I know I have, but obviously yeah, I, didn't, right, yeah. I didn't, you know, God wasn't in my favor. You know what I'm saying? It's cool. Mine's yeah. cool, cool. <laughs> but nah, but, but now hear me out. So I asked this question because I want to know this. At what point did you kind of, um, say, okay, this isn't something I just like to do. This is something I'm actually going to cons- like pursue as a passion and really try to go hard at it. At what point was that for you when it came to sports? So my my journey was kind of different. Okay. So I played two sports all my life, literally. Like I played Rainier Beach Little League, and I would literally change my out my equipment and go play AAU for Ice Vibe. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. literally what I did from like seven, eight till almost high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, in my opinion, I think, and I hope this message gets to someone else, but I think you should stick with one sport mm-hmm. because you can get better at that one thing yeah. and i think you know i was so like caught up in oh football then yeah. other, and then also people telling me oh you're better than that or yeah. you should do that mm-hmm. and so as i got older i was a little confused mm. so i i think that affected me um as well um but um in, in my situation um it it just pretty much pretty much i just felt confused and i wasn't able i was so frustrated with myself and i couldn't really yeah, get to get better at that one thing. I yeah, was, I was kind of getting confused. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had a confused mindset. That's crazy because you you know from the outside looking in, you're like, damn, he could do both. Yeah, yeah. he's dope. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. you know, we don't know what goes on within an athlete's mind, right? Yeah. So like when I, I took the basketball scholarship, so uh, Central Washington, uh, they gave me a full ride scholarship. My uncle actually drove me down. I played open gym, and they gave me a full ride. I signed, and. Um, and then that year, I walked on, and I felt like I was good enough to play. I'm like, I come from Rainier Beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what yeah. I'm 6'2", two, 2'10". Two, mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what physically do I need? Yeah. I yeah. just need the skill set. Yeah. yeah. And I was killing in practices. Nobody seen me. I was killing in practices. I just felt like if I stayed there and played basketball, that'd be. I'm not going nowhere. I'm not trying to be stuck. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking mm-hmm. about money, too. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, like, I can play football. I had... UW recruited me for yeah. football. Yeah. I had a visit to Oregon. Yeah. Like I had the coaching staff from UW come watch me play. Yeah. Uh my senior year at Rainier Beach. Yeah. And so um my thing was I, I got out the basketball scholarship actually. 
and I went to community college and I worked for Alaska Airlines. So, and I trained and turned myself into a football player. Wow. And so I had a meeting with my master trainer, Andrea Chang at Kettleability, mm-hmm. who I still train with to this day. And we sat down and pretty much I drove down, had a meeting with the AD myself and I got out my basketball scholarship. I worked for Alaska Airlines. I set up a training time and I tra- prepared myself for football. Mm. And then I pretty I had a lot of setbacks. And so yeah. I thought I was gonna go straight to the UW after I did that. Yeah. And then I had a meeting with Cazetto and the staff and they were like, nah, we wanna send you, we wanna send you back uh, to community college again because you got to get your A, most of your credits. And wow. I didn't know. So Damn, I, that's yeah. when I, they moved me to Arizona. So it was more of an academic thing as opposed to... I had a 3-5. Okay. But it was more so like you just need this amount of credits wow. to transfer in. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And so they moved me back to Arizona. I ended up playing there. And I wasn't playing in the right position because they they didn't have a lot of people at the position I wanted to, you know... Mm-hmm. You know, they, they wanted me to play DN, but I wanted to play receiver. Okay. They were short players. Okay. And so uh, pretty much I was really frustrated. I did a YouTube video uh, of me doing drills, you know, football drills and stuff. I had the quarterback record me, mm-hmm. or quarterback throw it, and then I found a video guy at the school, and I had a video guy record me. And then I stayed up until about, and this is no lie, I stayed up until about like 1 or 2 in the morning uh, emailing about, ni- I emailed 19 schools. Uh, about my story and the, with the video, and then I had five, uh, four or five schools call me. So I had Houston call me, uh, UCF call me, Maryland call me. Um, the UW already knew about me, and that's pretty much what happened. I went on the visit to Houston, and I was supposed to play there. I moved to Houston, staying there for three months. Goddamn. Come to find out, I had a three-five by the way. Come to find out, the lady, um, an Anglo-Saxon lady. Uh, she, she, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a, that was a very educated, you little, like that, for real, right? little like uh, that. description but, right there. Okay. No, she was, she, she got caught. She was lying about black players, uh, transfers credits, their grades and stuff. Oh my she was changing gosh, stuff. Bro. So the black players would have to leave and go back. Wow. And so the coaches caught her and they called my phone and they was like, Hey man, you know, I got to tell you something. You know, we found out, you know, we found out what she just, she just did. Yeah. You have a decision. You can stay here. And, you know, still go to school and play for us possibly, or you can just go back home. And so literally that day I bought a plane ticket back to Pullman. I flew straight from Texas to Pullman. Mike, my cousin Mike Lash, shout out mm-hmm. to Mike and Sharice. Mm-hmm. They picked me up from the airport in Pullman, and I lived with them and slept on a slept with a cover on, like, this little mattress yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, Until Coach Leachner found out I was there, and they put me in an apartment with the players, and that's how I ended up at Pullman. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Hell of a story, bro. <laughs> <Literally, right. laughs> I had no money, no nah, food. Nah, man. I, um, you know what's interesting is, you know, I feel like you, the way you told that story was as if you, you know, you 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 know it because you, you lived it, but you it's, it ha- it's a major part of your journey, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think those are experiences that you've been able to kind of utilize into this next chapter, right? Um, yeah, well – that too. So it was like phase one, phase two, phase three to me. Okay. There's a phase four too, but I'm not going to speak on that. But, you know, the phase one was that. Like handling getting pushed back so many times and thinking you're you're going to do something and it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And then there's a phase two to where you realize you're not going to be doing what you just strive for so hard mm-hmm. anymore. And, you know, I went through like a like depression stage. Yeah. And I had talked I talked to some a couple of pro guys about this, but I was really what people don't know is I was really 
depressed. Mm-hmm. And this is a story I t- spoke about in private, but mm-hmm. uh, I felt I felt a lot of things. I thought yeah. about leaving school, quitting school, selling drugs. I thought about uh, you know hurting myself. Yeah. I thought about uh, it was just really dark place for me. I worked at Jack in the Box when I quit football, and I was doing theater and all that. I actually yeah. got I actually got a big role in a huge play at Wazoo. And uh, I couldn't do it because I was working at Jack in the Box. I was working at Jack in the Box. Yeah. I'm not an athlete no more. So in my mind, I'm like, literally, that's all I am. Like, that's all I see myself as. Mm. And I didn't see nobody that looked like me doing anything other than sports. Than sports, yeah. You know what I mean? So I went back home, and my mom introduced me to, he's like the, I don't know if he still is now. So don't quote me on this. Mm. I think he's the assistant superintendent in the Seattle <clears throat> schools. Okay. He looks like me. And so... um I um, had a conversation with him, and my mom was like, "Look at him! Like, he's making over a hundred k a year. He's happy with a family. Like, yeah. you don't gotta throw a ball and run and hit yeah. people. To yeah, yeah. Make There's more. There's he more. Was like, he was like, "Hey, man, I'm friends with this NFL player, NFL player, this NFL player, and right now, they're doing this and this, and I'm still up here going up." Mm. And so when he had that conversation with me, that kind of put me in a different mindset yeah right after that my grandpa had a heart attack leading up to my graduation and then i got accepted into see how to use master's in teaching program and so that's kind of what what did it then that's that so that's a man so you know i think you touched on a lot of important topics too with athletes right yeah because i think a lot of times from the outside looking in all we really focus on is the physical attributes right and the physical yeah. side of of athletics can he jump high is he fast is mm-hmm. he strong you know what i'm saying and I think the mental, like the mental fortitude to get through certain things, you know what I mean, off, off the field, is uh, something that isn't talked about a lot, right? And I think that I think for the younger for the younger generation coming up, I think it's it's important for them to hear stories like this too. Yeah. It's not all. It's not. It's not just overnight. You know what yeah, I mean? You're no. not going to be LeBron and get <laughs> Sports yeah. Illustrated cover at age 16 or whatever the case is. You know. And I just want like I don't yeah. want those. And I'm happy for those who made it. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, my guys made it. You know, I got yeah. guys in the league that I know. But my thing with that is, okay, you can make it and have all those physical attributes. Yeah. But make sure you stay in tune to who you truly are and and, and, and conscious. Yeah. So you can be aware That's of right. certain things, you know. So you mm-hmm. can know, even though while you're doing this, this is not all you can do still. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? That's one thing that I want to stress to the college, college guys, too. No, nah, that's real. Yeah. I mean, I know we, we, we touched on – or we touched on, or we touched, we talked about it a little bit outside of the cameras or whatever. But what, what would you like going through all that? Like, what does a student athlete like mean to you? You know what I mean? Or like, what did you learn from that? You know, like any like takeaways or anything? To me, just to keep it real, yeah. There's no such thing as a student athlete. Mm-hmm. That's just what they tell us from face value. Mm-hmm. So everybody, so they can just keep everybody going with them trying to make money off us. And like I told you guys off camera, you know, I when I was at Wazoo, weights five, go to class seven to twelve. Mind you, body's hurting, tired, mm-hmm. trying to get food too. Go to you know, uh, have a meeting at one, film at two something, mm-hmm. get our equipment on, practice from three to seven, you know, six or seven. Yeah. Then we have meetings from you know, seven to nine, mm-hmm. eight to nine, yeah. then, okay, you got to go to tutoring. Mm-hmm. By the way, the tutor might think subconsciously, I mean, not subconsciously, but stereotypically, the tutor thinks that you want them to do the work for you. Yeah. I've never been the type of dude that has the wow. tutors do my work for me. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, like, you got to teach me. Yeah. You know, you got to, 
know, teach me. Or don't do it for me. Yeah, teach exactly. Because then I'm frustrated at the fact that I'm sitting here with you wasting my time and you're not teaching me and I can't even go study on my own. Mm-hmm. I got to go to sleep on a blow-up mattress with a hole in it with duct tape mm. and can't even sleep. And then you over here sitting there just like yeah. trying to do the work for me, bro. Yeah. I don't want you to do yeah. the work. And it's yeah, like, it's like that's, my, that's my only real attempt at trying to get this education yeah. that, they're, exactly. that they're saying I'm actually getting for yeah. free, yeah. right? So... No, I'm glad you talked about that, too, because that's a misconception as well with the mm-hmm. NCAA, right? I think it's a popular topic because it's true. A lot of times these things aren't just trending because everybody's talking about them. If everybody's talking about them, there's got to be some truth to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. But it takes, you know, it's interesting because you're no longer in that space, so therefore you can kind of speak on it, right? Yeah. Why is it? Like... And I think that's the problem. It's like we want to hear it from the inside, coming, you know, coming out mm-hmm. from the inside because um, by the time – he talks about it, it won't hit as hard because, you know, it's kind of like in retrospect. You know, I'd, I'd rather hear it from, um, you know, who's the cat that Rich Paul um, – you, you hear about that story, Rich Paul, the dude who signed to Syracuse and then – Went to sign with uh, New Balance. Yeah, yeah. so he forego he, yeah. his yeah. – million-dollar contract. Yeah, yeah, right? So, like, I would love to have him get on an uh, interview and talk about that, right, and talk yeah. about what that means because, like, it's it's – it's modern day slavery, if you ask me, you know, and and that's a and when you use that term, people think it's exaggerated. They're like, oh, calm it's down, true. you're dramatic. Like, no, no, it's it's real, you know. Um, so, but no, I'm glad you talked about that. Now, you know, another reason why it's important you mentioned that is because uh, I spoke to a couple of homies that I know that did play sports in college, and um, one thing that's common amongst all athletes who either are in college or after college, they they're no longer playing is that transition period, right? For, from when you go to yeah. being an athlete, and that's really your day job. That's your job, right? Yeah. And then trying to transition into something, trying to be good at something else that you've been good at, you know, other than what you've been good at your whole life, in a sense. What was kind of that transition? Did you kind of have examples, or who, um, hel- who helped you with that? Like I said, my mom, she, she helped me with that. Yeah. But also, it was like a self-evaluation. Mm-hmm. It was like me literally finding who I truly was, like reading, like history, mm. like seeing like all the people who looked like me who did all these great things. Not not the people that they show us like MLK. Yeah. I think there should be a Malcolm X day. So I mean like the people who like that we never knew about. Like our yeah. history back before we were slaves. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like a, like, a like we were people you know what I mean? Yeah. We were wealthy people before yeah. we were oh, slaves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. We go back to ancient Kemet and the ancient countries. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The Moors, we're going to talk about that. You want to talk mm-hmm. about the first universities built. You yeah. want to yeah. talk about. Preach. You know, For uh, real. where the English language really truly comes from, where yeah. every language truly comes yeah. from. Yeah. Uh, when I started discovering that, I actually did a paper. I studied I studied hidden colors. You say there's YouTube University, right? Mm-hmm. I studied hidden colors. Uh, who It was a series created and basically learning, t- teaching about the, the hidden history. I watched it three times, and I took 20 pages of notes on it, and I did my final uh, paper on it in college. Mm. The teacher was white. I ha- I gave him the DVDs, and my idea was to get him to teach this to the class in the curriculum. So I, <laughs> I came back. I came back to Pullman. It's like fear I'll never factor. Forget it. I'll never forget <laughs> yeah. white dude, tall white dude with glasses, because I studied crazy. ethnic studies. Yeah. And this was like a uh, class where I studied real, real, world racism, mm-hmm. world racism, and okay. so and Eurocentrism. So I studied that too. And so when I took him, he looked at it, and he was like, all right. And he came back a couple of days later, and he was like, I got to talk to you. <laughs> I cannot teach this to the class. He was, I, was like, I was like, why? He was like, I'll lose my job. 
I, this is true. Everything on here is true, but I can't teach it to the class. But you can do your 20-page paper on it. And so when I've seen that, and I've always been, like, a curious, like. Was this at Wazoo? Yes, at Wazoo. But in high school, I was into, like, stuff like that. And my grandfather, we were close, so we always talked about the melanin in our skin. And yeah. How much, mm-hmm. our, how much we are, we're worth and things like that. Yeah. And so um, when I found that out, you know, and then I, I really started digging deep into who I am. And really, and that's how you really start finding the power really is, you know, within you. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And that's what Fly Above is yep. about. But that's how you really start knowing who you are and where you come from and who your people are and you start seeing it and you start believing it. That's right. Because your oppressor, know, your oppressor knows you better than you know yourselves. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. the only way to conquer that is to, to get to know yourself. Yeah, no, that's better. right. And then you'll feel like you can do anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. it just starts with just small little, you know, small attempts. So, right. yeah, that's kind of a part of my tran- my transition phase um, uh, was that, you know, and, and you know, praying and things like that yeah. pray and I meditate I just started meditating probably a year ago a few years man, ago man that's hard I can't do that I try it's, 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 it's hard I'm it's, not trying hard enough I guess <laughs> I don't know <laughs> it, I started off with like two minutes okay like three minutes I could do 20 now I just deep deeply breathe like I do this thing where like it'd be like random times of the day I'll just stop yeah and just take a deep ass breath maybe two or three yeah. and just settle like get centered you know what I mean but yeah meditating I'm trying I don't know yeah so um can't do that so, I'm guessing that that led you up to pretty much fitness, right? Uh, like no. How did you? Um, Andrea Chang, um, well, a lot of trainers inspired me. A lot of tra- and shout out to all the trainers that um, helped me over the years, from mm-hmm. freshman year of college, from John to uh-huh. Ava, Ava, Ava. You know, Tui, they know who they are. Uh, uh, Re- Reggie Witherspoon, he trained me for a while, and. Uh, you know, uh, sorry if I miss anybody, but Andrea Chang came to me when I, I got hurt at Beach on um, mm-hmm. 17. When the UW came that game, mm-hmm. they actually, Ingram sent a player to actually come hit me at a part of my leg where I got hurt. And so to get me out the game. And so Andrea Damn. took <laughs> Damn, me in. Bro. Yeah, Bull yeah. Stewart. Um, Matt, uh, Matt Wells, the Wells brothers, they also trained me. You oh, know, okay. years ago too at Bulls Gym, and so shout out to Bull too. Mm-hmm. For, Cause I grew up in that gym too. That's my first training sessions were held at Bulls Gym, mm. and I used to catch the uh, seven with Ryan Anderson at five in the morning to go train. Damn. And so when I was in eighth grade, ninth grade, and but Andrea took me in. Fast forward, Andrea Chang, she took me in and showed me kettlebells. She taught me how to move. She did FMS. She did FMS with me when I was like 17, 18 years old. I was getting into that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing kettlebells for. Uh, 10 years now, nine, 10 years. Yeah. And uh, she really uh, inspired me through the movement, through what mm-hmm. kettlebells is about. I didn't know nothing about it. Yeah. I realized how you can have longevity with it, with all the training yeah. and lifting and how it's about the earth, yourself mm. and the body. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. Moving the feet and the arms and the fingers. And I just started hanging with her and just learning and learning and learning about the body. And my body stayed intact for so long. I never got hurt after her. I probably had like a roll my ankle while I was hooping or yeah, something. But yeah, yeah, yeah. other than that, I've never been hurt. And a lot of it's also injury prevention. And so when you're teaching kettlebells, you're teaching your, you, yourself, and you know, you're teaching yourself, you're the client, how to breathe and using breathing techniques mm-hmm. to engage your core. And at the same time, we're barefoot because it's about yourself in the ground, staying centered with the earth. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a methodical met- yeah. type of mindset yeah. with it. Gotcha. It's about patience and moving. And so uh, a lot That's of that, deep. yeah, a lot of Andrea yeah. inspired me. Strong first, who's who she's with, and uh, she was a big inspiration. Uh, gradually, as I got older, it was finding who I am, mm. and what my what I'm passionate about, yeah, and what I really want to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I mean, but I think it's it's a little bit of both, right? 
you know, I feel like your transition came from understanding who you were um, and who your people were, right? As, as, like identity-wise and where we come from, right? And, yeah. and the value and the worth we have. But then on the flip side, from the fitness side, I think it speaks to understanding what's going on in your body. Why am I doing this workout? What is this workout actually doing for my body? Yeah. Um, how is it benefiting me, you know? And so what I'm getting is essentially – you took it upon yourself to just do research and study and learn. No. You know? No? no. I didn't do I didn't go to school for no no training. Well, no, not necessarily but school, I didn't, but I just didn't study yeah. no training. Uh. I just watched it. I guess that's studying too. Yeah. But I just more so did it. I was do like literally physically just start was yeah. doing it and that's gotcha. how I caught on to it. I okay. didn't like read about it. Yeah. If that's I don't want people to get confused, but um, it was, I learned everything just from like she showed me this, she told me this, okay. and I just picked up Everything God bless me to remember stuff that I see. Yeah, I'm a visual type of dude. Yeah, I literally can see something and I'd be like, "Yep, got it." Yeah, quick learner. Yeah, but w like as far as testing and writing, like yeah, you know, a lot of people that pass the NASM can't even teach what I teach because mm -hmm. the NASM is required for you to read a book, go take a test on the computer. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, what does that say mm. about about the kettlebells and stuff? Yeah, you physically have to know how to do it. Yeah, you know, it's you, like you gotta apply you gotta, it. You no know, no like you physically get tested. Yeah. On doing it, you don't take no yeah, yeah, written yeah. test. Like you got to do everything mm. that they teach. Okay, you know all the movements. Okay, but another. But when my grandpa died, you know I was the one that my uncle was there. But I literally, this is really my life like flipped over real quick, mm -hmm. and I really hit me. But mm -hmm. he, I found him dead. That's what, that's what really hit me. That was probably like phase three. You know what I was talking about? Like mm -hmm. that's like. Something that really hit me really hard, and I was trying to save him, and like literally, I was pumping his chest and everything like that, and and then you know they're screaming behind me, my mom screaming, my auntie screaming, my grandma downstairs screaming, you know what I mean? My uncle's like push, 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 mm -hmm. and um, that was like a big pivotal point. Probably the hardest thing I ever had to deal with was death, like like literally physically being on it and in it mm -hmm. and like close to that person and i seen every single heart attack that he had in stroke like i was there for everyone i yeah. never mm -hmm. understood that yeah. and i remember one time he had his chest open he just had surgery and he was in the hospital and then uh he was like uh he was like man you know i was like Are you all right and he was like, he looked at me he was like man the first thing he started talking about was food mm -hmm. this was his fourth third or fourth heart attack first thing he started talking about was food he was like man it's them burgers it's that cheese that butter i've been eating all them years man he was like man you gotta stay away from that he just built up all them years just mm -hmm. built up and, mm. and i told myself uh you know i was like oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna worry about that health stuff when i get 40 but then after that night when he had that last he took his last breath and i was like there and like just by myself with his, his body and stuff like that like mm. That shit tripped me out. Like I didn't, it was weird for me after that. Yeah. Like that right there was very, very like hard for me. I was stressed out and for days. Yeah, like, man. Like for weeks and months. And um that's another big inspiration too. And why I like push like the health thing too. Like why mm -hmm. I'm trying to like like the team, like Maurice and Keenan and them, um, I appreciate them because they're helping me push my vision as far as like healthiness. Yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not no healthy certified person. Yeah. yeah, but you know, I know, you know, what to eat. And, yeah, and I'm trying to do that through yeah. the fitness and the training. But I mean, on a larger scale, I mean, you got to, I mean, it's, it's, 
it's it's kind of uh hidden hidden knowledge, bro. You know, like it's a hidden language, the health talk, you know, and I think um for you it comes from a real place, you know what I'm saying? So it's not necessarily um something you're you're pushing as as if like it's an agenda. It's something that you actually experience in your own life and you under and you've seen it firsthand, right? So um and one thing I want to talk about is the fact that you do use your platform for that, right? For for social activism, for, you know, pushing a you know, a healthier lifestyle. And, you know, for us as a as a community, black and brown, I mean, shit, if we sat here and talked about all the issues we're facing, we'd probably run out of goddamn power in this fucking <laughs> in this place, you know what I'm saying? But I think one thing is, you know, we have to try to tackle what we can. You know what I'm saying? And I think what you're doing is obviously tackling the health, right? And getting us to understand why it's important. So um, I, I know you mentioned Maurice. I know you guys um, also do some really cool content. I know you got your motivational Mondays. Talk a little bit about that. How did that come about? Because th- th- those have been very, uh, very inspiring. They've been helpful for me on my Mondays. Yeah. Um, so what was kind of the concept and the the plan behind that? Well, shoot. First, shoot. At first, it was just like we was all doing our own thing. You know what I mean? Okay. And then Maurice doing his thing with the photography. Mo better photography. Follow yes, him. Shout out Mo. Mo better. And uh. And so, and Keenan was starting to get going with his music, and mm-hmm. then, you know, I've been doing my thing, and, and so I was, in my back of my mind, I was wanting to start, like, a team, have, like, a team, and so we, we like, you know, plan, we, we started to plan, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. mm-hmm. like, because you got to, to do things like that, you got to plan, you got to meet up, you got to have a team, yeah. like, like, literally, when I was working in this dish school district, like, last year, I paid to have a startup I paid to take I paid to take classes on iTunes University yeah. in Stanford on how to start up a business. Yeah. Like I was in at work reading like li- watching class mm-hmm. and taking notes yeah. on my phone yeah. while I was like in Stanford. Hell yeah! And that that was like one big thing. The owners and like companies and people who came and talked mm-hmm. about. They're like, you gotta have a team. You gotta have a team of people and be organized. Be on the Talk same page. It. Talk about it. And so it just so happened that Maurice, you know, was down and yeah, and Keenan start you know clicking and doing his thing, hidden, you know. Yeah, but know, but those are but those are your friends. Yeah, we were all friends. Like I've been on Maurice since you know we were younger. Like, there you go. His, his dad was friends with my grandfather. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and, and so there's a nice little connection you know yeah. what I'm saying mike too mike we're all yeah. like close yeah. don't yeah. say so we're all like close and we just like okay we're close we know all these things okay we got to put this together yasmin too yaddy Yi. she's our dj mm-hmm. and so she's doing her thing too and she's mm. with us and she played basketball with us when my grandfather had a team when we were younger in the, in the south end at south shore and so we just coming together and you know we just hash things out and it's all about execution you know yeah. we have a vision we have a dream like yeah. i had stuff that i wrote down like two three years ago that yeah. i wanted to do but it didn't really click or we didn't i didn't execute that until we had the team well you know so. i mean i bro you're preaching to the choir <laughs> you know everybody in this room everybody on the team is uh it comes from that place of i was talking to the homie today actually uh and it was about he was asking he's like man i was like yo find find your people network across find your homies who who are doing certain things and put them in position or try to find a way where everybody can win at what they want to do and his response was, "Man, nobody nobody around me wants to work, you know." And I was one. I asked him. I said, "Are you paying attention to them, though? Right? Are you paying attention to what they like to do, right? Or are you only looking at them from how they can benefit whatever it is you want to do, right?" So um, I feel like what you guys have is is a group of individuals who are all kind of carving their lane in what they are interested in, but at the same time collaborating to do something that also has a greater purpose, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, yeah. I really yeah. like. 
appreciate that a lot. No, that's like, big. You know, I'm really happy. It's it's stressful too though. Like you know, all the work, you guys know. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. it could be stressful like mentally, especially like when you're by yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're trying to do your thing by yourself and yeah. trying to execute things by yourself. Yeah. yeah. It could be stressful, but you just gotta like just you know, keep yeah. going, try to find a way to like, I, keep I, it going. Man, it's one of yeah. I talk to people all the time about that, man. It's and, like, and his in motivational Mondays, that's Maurice's idea to do mm. the motivational Mondays. Like mm. I was doing motivational stuff, trying to, but then it was like, you know, he got the camera. And, you know, we put, you know, our brains together. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? It was the idea of just, why don't you do motivational Mondays? Every yeah. Monday, we yeah. do this or that. And so, um, you know, and a lot of that is just, in a, it's all real. Like, ain't, none of that scripted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally. I could tell. I could tell it's what, coming from a yeah. real place. Yeah. yeah. For real. I like that. Yeah. So I like that. You know. That's what I wanted to be. Yeah, it's really, like, literally, I don't plan nothing. I literally just feel like I sit there and I think and what I feel. And mm-hmm. we go with it. You know, he lets me know. You know, we take pictures and he let me know what's up. And yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, and but you know, you know. So yeah, it's, it's I cool. think yeah, I think it's dope though too because um, you guys have different avenues. Like you guys aren't all in the same industry. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like you do fitness. Keenan does music, and then you got photography and everything. You know, yeah, so yeah. and we support each other. Exactly. So even though you guys ain't in the same like industry, or whatever the yeah. the concept is there. Yeah. You know, for like just to work and have a team, yeah. you know, so that's something that I think a lot of people need to hear. And just because just the person's not doing your exact kind of like niche, yeah. it's like you guys should still work and put something together, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. And yeah. all my like, my young guys, like, and it also don't matter how old you are. And for guys like, like coming out of college who may not be playing sports no more, who play, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I just didn't, you know, you got to have the mindset of really going out and doing this. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. I mean, cuz, but like, you can't just sit back and be like, oh, I can't do this, or oh, I gotta wait to get this. Like, you wanna get out and just really write that down, and literally, and just go do it, just so you can do it. You just yeah. gotta do it. You gotta get up and do it. You gotta get out of the mindset of, you know, being relaxed, or I'm gonna sleep, man, I'm gonna sleep in, and I'm gonna do this. I'm yeah. tired. Like, you gotta get up and make it happen. Yeah. But you can't make that happen without your team. Yep. So you need to get a team of people yep. who you got, who think alike, who are on the yeah. same page, and transparent. Yeah. Like, we keep it real, too. That's right. Like, we yeah. be like, hey, you ain't on it. Like, bro, what's good? Like, you, know, you gotta be consistent. Or, yeah, yeah. Like, bro, you didn't do this. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Why you didn't do that? That's, oh, okay. it, that's what it's about. Uh, mm-hmm. You yeah. got to, because at the end of the day, if you truly care about everybody getting better, then you can't bullshit that man like you can't sit around and beat around the bush right if someone needs to step up like if i tell him hey man where you at with this he he knows where it's coming from if i tell the if i tell him or him like yo what's up with this where are we at with this why didn't you do this or they say that to me i know where it's coming from like you you just want people who give a fuck you want people mm-hmm. who care a lot of times you got people around you who just kind of like you know and push people to get out your comfort zone yeah there's, there's yeah. a time there's a time i mean myself you know, I didn't really get out. Like, I want to do this. There was time Maurice, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Really want to do something, but didn't really do it. Yeah. He was going through his phase where he was, he had that talent. We knew he yeah. could rap, but he just didn't do it yet. Mm-hmm. So it was like us pushing each other to go, to get out of that mindset. There you go. Because we all kind of been in that mindset. Because most likely, none of nobody that, you know, has been around me has really, really got out and really did extra and did something yeah. big, like own a business or like yeah. make millions yeah. nobody yeah. might find me make millions yeah. Yeah. but that's one of the goals that I want yeah. Yeah. you know that's what yeah. we yeah. 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 but yeah. it's like you gotta think different yeah. you know mm-hmm. what I mean that's real that's just my thing we just gotta think different now we gotta expect more from ourselves yeah. and hold each other accountable there you go Yeah. I mean I can't if for me it makes it easier for us to do what we're doing when y'all are doing what you're doing or 
Um, I see others in the city or I see other examples. I, one thing, the one thing I love about social media is it is exposing me to a lot of great um, black and brown people who are doing amazing work that I probably would have never been exposed to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, my, 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 uh, my, my, I guess my vision would have been limited somewhat, you know, because I probably didn't think certain things were, were possible. Um, I had a question for you, though, because you, you do train a lot of athletes, right? Um, athletes who, yeah, yeah right? You Fitness know? stuff. Mostly, but yeah. Okay. Well, for you, um, what what what's what's better? Seeing that athlete um, execute and apply everything you guys were kind of working on, and then performing at a high level and actually getting the results, or them coming back and saying, "I want, I want, I want more. I want to work harder." For me, the process is better, mm. and I get joy out of you know athlete because that's how I was. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't make it you know far, but you know, I get joy out of athlete enjoying the process, like. Wanting to do the extra work, it makes me feel good. There you go. Just to know that he or she is enjoying the process and happy and putting in that extra work, and I trust that we're we're both actually getting something out of it. Like we're, mm-hmm. I'm I'm learning too. Yep. And then my, you know, the person I'm training, the athlete I'm training, he's actually really getting better because he has the mindset to not cut corners. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm all about. Like, that's good. don't want to cut corners. You know what I mean? Like. If you're serious about this, bro, be consistent. What's up? Let's do this. Yeah. Let's make this happen. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I, and I get joy when I see them playing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just yeah. like, wow. Like, yeah. Even if it's some, you know, kids that I coached in the past. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm just like, I reach out. And I, I, I'm a type of dude where I'll hit you up. You know what I mean? I ain't going to act funny. Like, yeah. I'll hit you up. Like, bro, you're doing your yeah, thing. Yeah. Bro. I'm happy yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and so, um you know, that connective piece is important, too, with the athlete, too. Yeah. Just, you know, check on them, you know. Yeah. Once you do work with them and they go off, you know, still keep in contact. Because you know. Because yeah. you, you were one. So yeah. So, like, who knows? Uh, that athlete may be going through something as well. Hey, no matter what, no no matter, even if they're a walk-on. Yeah. Even yep. if. Even yeah. if they don't, even if you train that kid, yeah, and he doesn't play in college, yeah, still connect with him. Like you know, yeah. I a lot of people that a lot. I know a lot of people probably, oh, you don't play. Well, I'm not gonna, cause he ain't that big yeah, time yeah. no more. He ain't that I big can't time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care if you're yeah. playing D three. I don't care if you didn't make it with the college and you was like, I don't want to play no more. I'm the type of dude. I'll still reach out. I'll still. You can hit me up. We still talking. I'll be happy for you as if you made it to the league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's how I am. Yeah. You know? I mean, I mean you, you kind of have I to mean, be that yeah, person. That's the right approach. You yeah. Know? yeah. You got to so, be that person. For real. So how would you um, – how important would you say fitness is for, like, somebody's mental health? Mm. It's very important. <laughs> it's very important. Um, but it's, it's very important in terms of uh, uh, just having a positive mindset every day. Like, even just a regular person just going to work. Like, yeah. you know, you feel, you feel better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, orf- it opens up those endorphins. Mm-hmm. It it uh, it takes your mind, you know, to another level where you feel good. Like I wake up at five in the morning every day, literally, yeah. and I work out, and then I go to work. I'm a PE teacher too, so and mm-hmm. then I go teach kids all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel good. I might be tired. You, you know? gotta have some energy from kids. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> K- kindergarten through sixth grade. Yeah, bro. Like you're, <laughs> I'm going from a sixth grade class, fifth grade class to a kindergarten, second grade class, back to a third and fourth grade class. Mm-hmm. And I got to have the curriculums to match. Like, and I got to be all happy and excited. Like, yeah. And I have my days. I'm not perfect. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I came from high school working, and I'm working with younger yeah, kids. So, yeah. And I appreciate where I am. Mm-hmm. But I have my moments, too, where I'm frustrated. Because yeah. I do want to do training full time. For sure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but the, the, the mental, as- mental piece, 
you know, the mental aspect is really important and, you know, just checking on clients and yeah. just, like, you know, being happy for them. Yep. And yeah. Just, you know, the little things matter. Yeah. No, I think I think it's important. I think the work you're doing is um is cutting through. You know what I mean? I know you guys have do- I know you guys have been doing um a lot of great creative things to push the brand, um to also just push this fitness movement. Um, talk about that boot camp you guys put together. You guys have a boot camp series that you've been doing. Yeah. Um, you got one coming up this month, right? Yeah. Guess, uh, talk, how did that come about being put together? Well, the team, not me, Maurice, uh, Hidden, you know, Keenan, uh, Mike. We just all came together, yaddy, and uh, we said we're gonna. You should. They were. They told me, you know, you should do one boot camp a month. We should start off like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we wrote it down. Literally, actually, the crazy thing is about it is, I don't think they know, but I wrote this down in my book. I have a lot of stuff that I wrote down two years ago. Yeah. But like I said, I had no team. Yeah. And so he told. They told me. Maurice told me, and then they're like, you should do one once a month. And then we met up, and we were like, you know. We should start off with a certain amount, you know, get the Eventbrite going. This is stuff we never did. I ain't never did. And I was like, I was kind of nervous. I ain't going to lie. I was kind of nervous. I feel yeah, yeah. Because I feel like in my mind, I ain't made, I ain't did nothing yet. And, yeah. and that's why I tell myself to work harder. I ain't, mm. I ain't the type of dude, you know, I see Instagram and all that, but I still don't think I did nothing yet. Yeah. Literally. I yeah. tell myself we, we can always do more. Yeah. yeah. And so I, agree. I feel like, I didn't feel like nobody's going to mess with me like that. Yeah. You know, I feel like a lot of people still don't mess with me. Yeah. I don't know why, but so. Uh, they, they just ain't hip. Yeah. So <laughs> we did it. We they made it fit. free. Yeah. And uh, we thought that was a good strategy just to give some like. Uh, information so uh, yeah. guys mm-hmm. who are trying to get together with each other you know yeah. that's a good strategy and yeah. Maurice and Keenan and them came up with that and uh, we planted at Rainier Beach Community Center yeah and uh, it, was a, it was a dope turnout yeah, it looked like um, DJ nice mm-hmm. all the equipment there was mine because I used to when I coached at Garfield I used to do lift uh, this was before lift got big I did lift at nights after practice and after games and mm. I would use the lift money mm. to fund myself to yeah. buy equipment yeah. So I, uh, that's over big. years, yeah, over that's years, big. I like that. And I, I want to stay on that point just a little bit because, yeah. um, you invested in yourself. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people now in our age group and in, in the millennial generation, they got disposable incomes now, right? Whatever job they're working, they got money coming in yet. They want to do something else. They want to build this venture. They want to build this business and they talk about it. They talk about it and yet the money they're making isn't necessarily going towards that. Right, they're not investing in themselves, so I think that's important, man. Yeah. Um, even if you don't have nothing and nothing's guaranteed, because nothing is guaranteed, you know, there's always going to be uncertainty that looms ahead. But you got to invest in yourself. So I, I'm, you kind of just took me to a place, but that, that <laughs> no, <laughs> that's big right. though. That's that real is, though. Yeah. That's real. I love hearing that because we don't hear it enough. You know, I yeah. feel like I'm talking to myself or talking to a wall when I'm talking to the homies, and I'm like, yo, yo, what do we need to put up on? All right, cool, let's mm-hmm. put it up. No questions. I'm not even thinking about nothing because I know that this is going towards something bigger, you know? Yeah. Um, so that that's a good message, man. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's big. I appreciate that. Man. That's big. That was like a real grind. Yeah. Like coaching. Hell like, yeah. Coaching JVC, Fred, uh, JVC, JV, then being one of the assistants for varsity at Garfield at a time when they were like huge with like Jalen mm-hmm. and Jay Sean yeah. and those guys. And then after practice, take the kids home. And then I would be out doing lift till like 12, 1 in the morning. Yeah. And I'm in grad school. Yeah. Like, it was ridiculous, bro. Like, it was crazy. But luckily, I got now I got all this equipment yep. that I so slowly graduated. Yeah. And people donated to me, too, and yeah. stuff. And I just literally I literally keep it in my car. There you go. Yeah. Like, I literally have equipment in my car. And so uh, we just set that up as a team at the boot camp. And it went well. It turned out well. Uh, we had a good show out. And I appreciate everybody who came and supported yeah. and comes and supports. And people who also 
wanted to support and reached out to me <laughs> through the DMs or whatever, like, mm. hey, I, I I had a spot, but I'm sorry this came up. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. everybody. I yeah. appreciate a lot of things. Hell yeah. And so, uh, and pretty much the, after the first one happened, it was like you get that itch. Yep. It's like you probably, now you we got it. One. Now we just got to like keep going. Yeah. And then there's this there's a space of time. Well, I know for me, there's a space of time where it's like I think it's like okay, you get kind of uh, let's say uncomfortable or you get kind of worried a little bit to see like okay what else will happen mm-hmm, or, like mm-hmm. think about the future even mm-hmm. past yeah, that yeah, like, yeah. what else do I gotta do yeah. how can I make things different and that's when I added the sponsors and so I reached out to some sponsors and, and, and uh, shout out to City Supplements and yeah. shout out to Dr. Molina at Kinetics uh, Tangelo mm-hmm. and uh they were my first. That's the first time I've ever had a partnership thing. I didn't know what that's I was con- doing. Man, I just, congrats, bro. For yeah, real. Like, no, that, but that's, that's how you big, learn. Bro. That's how you learn. You got to just do it. Yeah, like you yeah. said, like, you know, with the kettlebells, like, just do it. Yeah. Just do it and figure it out as you go, right? Yeah. Um, man, that's dope. I love it. I love hearing mm-hmm. the, the just the evolution, bro. For real. Yeah. And I think that what we, you mentioned it early in the show, more than an athlete, you hear that now. That's like, I think LeBron, LeBron got a show. Mm-hmm. Call him, yeah. What LeBron's yeah. doing, bro, is epic, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. Talk about talk about it. Bro, yeah. like, I think LeBron, LeBron knows, bro. Like, when I talked about that piece about knowing who you are and where you come from, LeBron carries himself that way, and he knows. Like, yeah. He, yeah. he has a team. Like, his his dudes know. Like, yeah. they, they say it's hard to do business with friends or whatever, nah, family, blah, blah, don't blah. Don't push but, that. I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, you just got to know how to do it, and y'all got to be on the same page and real with each other. Mm-hmm. And I really, I, I... You know, he ain't that much older than me, so I don't want to say I like, look up to him, but yeah, yeah. I, I look at him as a figure. Like, yeah. he really inspires me yeah. to to do more, you know, yeah. to do more and to know. Also, a lot of people have this mindset, oh, you're doing too much. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, I'm a teacher in grad school uh, and doing the fly above training stuff or whatever. Like, you can never do too much. It's about just how you do it and figuring it out and getting better at that mm-hmm. thing one yeah. by one. Like, how does Kevin Hart you make know, a movie? You know what though? This, like, well, people don't. It's like the outside opinion doesn't necessarily mean shit because yeah. they have no context. Yeah. They don't. I don't care what you say mm-hmm. because how do you know? Like, <laughs> like LeBron James, for instance, he got in the league, he did his thing. Okay, I got that figured out. What's next? Yep. Okay, he goes and does this. He's gonna f- eventually figure that out. Yep. What is he supposed to just sit on it, or is he supposed to go try something else? You know so. Um, Movies. Yeah, are like I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like don't let people limit you, man. Yeah. Like that's one thing. I love about a lot of our guests that come up here, man. They, it's like they're all preaching, just speaking the same language, you know. Mm-hmm. And I love it, man. I love hearing that. Like, why can't we? I just think about that. Like, I look at them, like, why can't we do that? Yeah, like, yeah. just him can do. It. Like, no, nah, exactly. Just gotta try to do it. Just gotta do it. Yeah, man. That's, That's real, man. Um, and uh, yeah, go ahead. I, I want to touch on this too because I you talked about it a lot. I think I seen you post about it too, but writing stuff down. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. People, a lot of people don't know, like, that's doing something, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're putting it on paper. So, I just want you to talk about how important that is. So, what I did was, um, after, uh, I think after my grandfather passed, I had, like, a crisis where it was, like, nobody, I couldn't find nobody close to me to talk about certain things. Yeah. But then, also, I couldn't find nobody close to me that were that was doing, like, that was, like, a millionaire or, you know, that was... Somebody who was doing something big, bigger than mm-hmm. big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I couldn't find nobody that I can just text like that yeah. to get their mindset to study them. So uh, what I did was literally December, uh, and my mom, this is where the optimism came from. My mom, <laughs> she was like, you need to start writing down affirmations. You need to write that down. This is exactly what I said. You need to write down what you, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, I finally listened, and then I 
I went to YouTube and I started looking for people who are millionaires and billionaires that look like me or is white or whatever that's just doing something huge. Mm -hmm. And I started studying their videos every morning and a couple of pastors. Um, and then I literally would write down, uh, uh, I'll say thank you when I wake up. Mm -hmm. And I still do it to the day. Like I literally have two, I have three books yep. that I wrote in. And uh, I say thank you. And then uh, I show my appreciation. And then I'll say what I'm going to do and what I want. And I'll even put, and this is something I think a lot of people don't do. I'm the type of dude, I'll admit when I'm wrong, like I'll, I'll put something bad about myself. Mm. Like that I feel Truth. like nobody knows. Yeah. yeah. That I'll be like, I need to work on this. I'm trying to break you know, this. Right? Uh, I got to stop doing that. Like I'll put that down there too. And uh, and just let it manifest. And I'll come back later and literally, I've, I did this uh, last month. I came, I went back and looked at stuff. And stuff that I actually wrote down actually really happened. Wow. Which is crazy. That's real, That's man. crazy, bro. And it's not like, to me, it's still like, I mean, it's not like happening. Like, oh, I'm making a lot of money now. It's just a lot of things that we, we're doing now that I want, you know, short-term mm -hmm. goals or, you know, long-term then or whatever. Yeah. It really happened. And I think that's really important if you just write that down because you're putting things into the universe. Like exactly. You're, yeah. you're, you're showing gratitude. Yeah. Without it, you you know, you're just doing it. Yeah. You know, you just show, if you wake up and show gratitude and just say thank you. Yeah. And you mean it, though. That's you got to mean it when you write mm -hmm. it down, too. You can't yep. just do it because, uh, oh, I heard Nipsey Hussle say this, so I'm just going to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to be yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So, no, that's real. No, yeah. I, think, I think that's important because I do – I just carry – like a little notepad with me and I just write everything down that I need to do. Yeah. But I never thought about writing the bad stuff about me that I think, you know what I yeah, mean? Because yeah. like, I'll, whatever, I'll say it in my head and then like, if I see myself do it again, I'll be like, oh my God, did it again, you know what I mean? So mm. I think, yeah, I just learned something new, bro. I'm gonna yeah, start writing yeah, down the bad yeah. stuff too. I, nah, I mean, yeah, you're right. You know, it'll be a constant reminder of like, what you need to improve on, yeah. you know what I mean? So, nah, that's, yeah. that's big, man. That's real. Because I think, again, we all talk about what we need to improve on. But I, again, I, I feel like I got a whiteboard in my room, right? It's kind of like a little vision board, and yeah. a lot of the things vision are vision board. That's yeah. how I started with. <laughs> That's real. Yeah, a lot of things that are on there though are things that um, positive, things that I want to see happen, things yeah. that they think things that'll benefit me, right? And so, I think what you said is true. So maybe putting some things down that you may have missed a mark on, exactly. that you want to improve on, that you know damn well you're not good at, and but you want to be good at. So I, I like that. I like that message. And and keep certain people away from. What you uh, probably like, I would say, write down or, or vision board. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I don't want certain people to be around it or see it. Yeah, kind of. Energy is important to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's certain people that you probably can share or see it or you know yeah. share things with. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. But you got to kind of watch that because uh, you know everybody's not er, you know everybody doesn't have that good energy. Oh so yeah. Right? Or they don't. They're not even in tuned enough to know about that good energy part. Yeah. They'll yeah. put some on it. Oh no, for sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. a firm believer of that. I'm. Firm, yeah. I'm I, I go off energies all the time. That's like my. That's one of my major belief systems. Is energies like. Yeah, that's what we are. Yeah. Yeah. Real talk. For real. <laughs> real talk. Um, Chemistry, baby. That's yeah. real, man. <laughs> now, um, before we get you out of here, I do want to give you a chance to talk about things that you got coming on the horizon. Uh, briefly, I know you. You probably. I know you. You guys have another boot camp coming up. So if you want to go ahead and share with the people. Uh, listeners and viewers, how they can get involved. Also, with training sessions with those who want to reach out, um, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, uh, so our boot camp is going to be March 23rd, uh, 11 o'clock to 1230. And um, we might have the same sponsor, City Supplements, said, you know, and they'll come through. And okay. Dr. Molina Tangelo said he'd possibly come through, which is re really good for people because he teaches people how, you know, to use their body and 
so they can feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and it would be ten dollars, so it's not much. Yeah, it's ten dollars. For sure. You know, come and donate and support. Yeah. And um, as far as the training sessions, right now, uh, you know, I want to get you know a new website going, so I don't have a new website going yet to where people okay. can go book their own sessions or okay. inquire mm-hmm. and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Because uh, like I'm still learning too. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm doing this, you know, on my own, and where we're doing this all on our own. For so sure. We're trying to figure things out, and yeah. we're busy doing other things. Yeah. yeah. No excuses, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to get it to that point. But so for now, it's just you know, hit me on the DM. Okay. Or we'll, we'll, word of we'll, mouth, have, we'll have we'll have the me. IG handles. We'll have the IG handles. Yeah, so yeah, they, yeah. They'll, they'll know where to find yeah. you. DMs, hit me up. I'm cool. You know, I'll reach out and I'll try to do my best with my schedule to, you know, get you in there and yeah. you know, work something out. Yeah, but they'll definitely get results. I know that yeah. for a fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. They're gonna get them results. Yeah. Um, now, I I always ask this question with all of our guests that come up here. Um, it's something to kind of, you know, uh, kind of put a caps on what we've discussed, but also cast ahead as well, um, what you got coming. So if you can, my brother, what's one word to describe what keeps you on the up and up? Perseverance. Mm. You know, perseverance and consistency uh, uh, and being truthful and honest because being a, a whole genuine person is what's going to move you in mm. this life. And that's what I'm realizing. Mm. through what I do and uh, even when I go out to different states and stuff so mm. perseverance consistency I know you said one word but being genuine yeah. Yeah, yeah. if you're genuine and people can trust you and trust that you'll come through and communicate and you have your back and stay real then yeah. you'll make it f- you'll go far mm. and you don't need no degree or no nothing like, yeah. you know I you know, you'll go far. Yeah. You'll meet a lot of people, and that's how I got a lot of where I am. I've met a lot of people, and a lot of people are cool. I'm cool with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and that's I real. think I take respect serious. So I think, uh, you know, I guess being genuine is is key. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel you. I rock with that one. Yeah. yeah. I like that one. People uh, can feel that, bro. Yeah. You know, if it's real and everything like that. So yeah, I agree man. with you, bro. Yeah. And, and again, man, we want to thank you for coming to the show, man. And, um, you know, sharing sharing a story, but sharing an important narrative about um, about uh, athletes and athletes who, obviously, within our communities, um, are seen in one way only, right? And I think it's time to kind of break down those stigmas, and again, pull that curtain down and let people actually see what what it is that y'all go through, yeah. um, and 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 how much you guys actually uh, mean to the community, right? Yeah. Not just because. You're, you're in the NBA Finals hitting game winners, but because of what you can do to inspire the young generation, you know? Um, so thank you for the work you're doing, bro. And uh, to, the rest you. Of the, to, to the rest of the team, man, you know you got support over here all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, with that being said, you got anything? Anything else? Shit, man. No? No final we remarks? Yeah. All right, well, with that being said, I think it's safe to say that Najee, Lad, Ali, Fly Above, and the whole team are officially members of the Up and Up. Can we get a round of applause for my brother? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, my man. Yes, sir. Yo, what up? It's Rubino. And this is DJ Earn. We hope you enjoyed that episode and that now you have a better understanding of what it means to live life on the up and up. To continue supporting the podcast and the entire up and up movement, be sure to rate, review, like, and subscribe. As well as follow us at underscore the up and up on all social media platforms to stay connected with everything the up and up has coming your way. Thanks for listening. And until the next one, keep it on the up and up. <laughs>